Hello, my babies. Stop it. Creepy. Trash South Street. Trash South Street babies. No. What's up? I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. We're and, here. And Jamie decided before we started recording to put cat toys on the back of my poor little kitty. She loves she doesn't love it. She doesn't know what to do. And no, she loves it. She, she, she didn't hiss at me at once. She just looked at me. We had a moment. We bonded with yeah. Me Too movement, and we yeah. um, purred. You know why? Purged. You know. You know why she's so calm? Why? Because November first is coming up, and I'll uh, die. She's ready to eat your face. To eat my face, my eyeballs. Oh, that's she's cool. like. Mm. Meow. She got this little kitty book, that's How to Cook Human Eyeballs. <laughs> How is it written? Is it's written, written in, in cat language, so it's a lot of meows, oh, okay. but they're written out. Oh. Like, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and a paw print. <laughs> anyway, so this is a our spooky Halloween episode. Spooktacular. It's spookerific. So what are you doing for Halloween, Lou? There's two concerts going on. Yeah, the Halloween's on a Thursday, so it's a little yeah. tough. I'm going to go out with Victor and maybe one of his friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Chelsea Wolf's playing TLA or Underground Arts. I think Underground Arts. I thought UA, yeah. Or Union Transfer. I don't yeah. remember. And then um, Angel Olsen's playing the Fillmore. I would love to see Angel Olsen. I just don't know if I'll have enough time to get there and whatnot. And of course, I, tomorrow, yeah, I will be seeing Slater Kinney at the Fillmore. The SK. The SK, who are, um, they're putting on, they, they're adding record numbers of songs in their sets. Really? So they hit 29 songs hmm. in Washington. Who's opening for them? I try to look. Some weirdo who's like a comedic operatic singer or some shit like that. Hmm, interesting. So I think we're, I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was half thinking about it and then I remember I have um, my niece's birthday party tomorrow. And I probably could make it just be a lot of running yeah. around, and I just don't feel like getting yeah. home and ru- rushing up yeah, the door again. Yeah, but so. that'll be interesting. And that's at the Fillmore, as I said. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, yeah. yeah. So the wait, end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the end. Oh, so I've had something new and exciting happen. Oh, cool. Yeah, me too. A couple things. Do you want to go first? No, go ahead. Mine's really good. Yeah, you have wide eyes. I do, right? Eyes as large as dinner plates. Ooh. Mm. Spooky. Yes. I discovered Apple Crisp Metamucil Breakfast Bars. Mmm, <laughs> how are those? Those, they taste like Apple Crisp, but they don't have a texture like any food you'd ever think of. They're, it's a trick, like a trick or treat, only the mm. trick is... You it, shit. It tastes like, yeah, the, yeah, the <laughs> treat, it's both the trick and the treat. And then you get a lot of reading You should done. give them out for uh, trick or treat. Oh, people don't come here. Oh, but I don't, they won't come here even more if you hand those oh, out. No, that's like, the trick. I, I open the door and I fart. <laughs> How about that? Deanna? Like Deanna, like Deanna that was the funniest so thing. So they've I've... been around for a while. Yeah. I had no idea these things existed. But I must have watched it four or five times. And I was laughing so hard I was crying. Especially when she puts her hand up and she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So basically it's it's clips of Star Wars The Next Generation. Star only Trek. Star Trek. With... Uh, Fart, like Deanna Troy farting, quote unquote, so people, she, you know, she'll have one of her serious looks and you'll hear, <laughs> and yeah, the one where she, she's on the bridge and she puts up her hand. I laughed so hard I dropped my phone and almost passed out because I couldn't breathe. Oh, there's some really good ones. Yeah. There's, there's more. But yeah, I guess they've been around for a few years. Yeah. Mark was like, you never saw these before? 
I was laughing. And if anyone would fart on that chip, it'd be Deanna Troy. <laughs> Deanna Troy is the best. Or imagine Data if he gave you like a hot Carl when you're hitting his off switch in his buttock <laughs> on his winker beam. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so last weekend I ran my first marathon. Yes. It was fun. I ran through the ghetto of Atlantic uh, City. Uh, Some parts. It was fine. It was yeah. actually very fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was tough. The toughest part was getting back in my car and driving home. Because imagine, like not even that. Like you just cramp up. Like yeah, and it's pouring rain. So forty two freeway in Jersey, mm-hmm. just I hate. But yeah, it was it was cool. Mm-hmm. We actually, um, I don't know the last time you were Atlantic City or leaving, but there's one part where you go um, under in a tunnel for yeah. maybe like a half a mile or something. So they closed that off, and you actually ran in the tunnel. We oh. went all the way to Brigantine. And then back, ran the whole boardwalk, went through like Margate, Ventnor to Longport and back. But yeah, that was my first point to point marathon. And I did it in four hours and 35 minutes. Oh, and it's good because like it's a good place to run a marathon because if you stop anywhere, you have to pay money. Yes. it's more if there's houses. (laughs) But yeah, speaking of Atlantic City, I was texting Lou because I I stayed overnight the night before in Ocean City at my parents have a shore house down there. It's the first time I've been in Atlantic City in years. Mm-hmm. I just don't like Atlantic. I just don't yeah. like casinos. They're not my thing. So, our packet pickup, which is your bib and your shirt and all that yeah. stuff, was at Bally's Casino. Uh huh. So I parked. And I, luckily, they had five dollar vouchers, so the parking garage were relatively cheap. So anyway, I go and pick up my my stuff, and I was like, Ugh. I had to like wash walk through like the bus station yeah. and like all this stuff and. It was, I'm just not a casino person. As you said, cathedral So of... they are cathedrals <laughs> to human misery. The, yes. The desperation, yeah, I do not like casinos at all. The desperation is just... Yeah, it was just, it's just sad and just gross. Like, I'm not like making fun of, it's just like the mm-hmm. the gambling yeah. and the just the sadness. It just... It, it hangs over like yes. a foul apparition. So anyway, the, the race started at 8 o'clock. <laughs> so I was in the casino by like... Seven, mm-hmm. I took a shit. If, if I take a shit, it's a good run. Yeah, oh, nice. Before. So anyway, I was, I was at the casino by quarter after seven. Because I didn't know what to wear. It was kind of warm, but I knew it was going to um, start raining and a front was coming through. Anyway, there's like people gambling at 7.30 in the yeah. morning, drinking. I was like, oh, man. I got up. This is in Vegas. It was, I think I got up like, I woke up at 4 a.m. just because I wake up early. Even with the time difference. And I got up and it was like five and I went through a little walk. And there were people like cracking open beers. Yeah. And it's just like, how could you? I don't know. Disco- I do not like them. I mean, more power to you if you do. They're horrible. See, I've never been to Vegas and a lot of people go, oh, but it, I'm like, I'm not into casino. I'm not into I'll gambling. Say, well, you could drink with an open container. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could do that at my house. Like, I don't care. I don't drink it. Like, I don't... I'll say Vegas is at least better than Atlantic City because Vegas put money into the city where Atlantic True. City... Literally did not put a fucking dime yeah. into the city itself. The outlets look nice when I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've never been to Vegas and I really... The only time I would have thought of going is to see uh, Brittany. Uh-huh. When Brittany is doing her live show, but she's like in Crazy Town or whatever hey, she's save doing Brittany. Now. Yep, save Brittany! Hashtag! she been in Crazy Town since like all that shit happened years ago? No, she was fine and then she was doing her... She always seemed like a little fragile that her yeah. dad got sick and then she went crazy again and I think she stopped her show. And uh, she's just got some issues, I presume. Yeah. I presume. Mm-hmm. Shit, what did I watch? Oh, I, well, we can do the movie segment number three. 
Okay. Do you want to do yes, music do. first then? Let's do music because that's what we're about. Yeah, I have a. Co- I wanted to talk to you about a couple books too. Ooh, all right. We have. Ooh, it's gonna be a pop culture spook tack. Ooh, spooky. Do you want to go first? I have three, but I'm. I have two and a half. I have one. I'm gonna touch on really quick. So let me do my quick one first. Okay. Really quick. Yeah, there's a lot that came out. I have like more stuff I can listen to in a reasonable span right now. And, like, Angel Olsen came out. I like it. It's... I finally got around to listening to about three quarters of yeah. it. Um, I really like it. Yeah, that's not what I'm going to review, actually. Yeah. But I will say, Angel Olsen reminds me of, like, a, the soundtrack to a Buzz Lerman movie. <laughs> Nick Cave have not had a chance to listen to it yet. So, Gurr actually has an EP out. Oh, really? Huh. Baby Metal came out the third oh, album. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Metal Galaxy. Getting, like, farther and farther away from that heavy metal sound. It's still metal. It's more something like Dragon Force than what they were. But I bring this up because of a specific song. Looking for my notes. Bottom, 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 boom, boom. boom. Sorry, I got, I'm going to burp. Don't puke. Excuse me. So there's a song in there called, Oh... Manji Nye, or Oh, This Can't Be Good, with special guest vocalist Jokin Broden of the Swedish metal band Sabaton. Mm-hmm. I bring it up because Oh, Manji Nye okay. is their take on an Irish folk song. Oh, that's interesting. It's like mind-bogglingly really? different. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'd have to listen to so it. So that's all I had to say. I gave it one listen. It's it's okay. Like I might like it again if I listen mm-hmm. to it again. What's that story? They were the first. They're the first band, metal band to chart or like yeah, hit number something like one that. On I, I chart. reposted it on Facebook. I forget exactly what it was, but yeah, they're getting a, a lot of attention. And mm-hmm. That's awesome for them. So that's it. Just a little aperitif. Aperitif. Mm. First album without Yuri Metal. Oh okay. He's, it's, one of them was sick. Got like left for health okay. reasons. I knew so, one. Yeah, either was like uh, really sick. Or, yeah. yeah. So they have like th- the three backup singers who are referred to as the Avengers. All sub in for her. Ah. Baby butthole. Hey, sound like baby butthole. You said baby metal. Baby butthole. <laughs> Jump started plow hards. I don't know mm-hmm. if you listened to this. I did. I listened to both. Round one came out October on Recess Records. From L.A., Todd Congelier. I've done a bunch of Todd Congelier mm-hmm. projects. Uh, Garage Punk, FYP, Toys That Kill. This record was produced by Todd and Mike Watt from The Minuteman. This was like a revolving project of drummers. A couple of the drummers were uh, uh, Mike Watt, George Hurley, also of The Minuteman, and Patty Schlelm from, I think that's how you're saying her name, Hole. Schlelm. Oh. Shamel. That's why I was Shemel. watching um, some Hole videos earlier. Betty mm, Shalom sounds like a Rick and Morty character. Yeah, it does. Anyway, want to put out five installments or di- like different kind of records before they go and perform live, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. So anyway, I, I tend to like all of Todd Congelier's stuff he does, projects he does. So I'm like, yeah, let me give it a, a shot. And I really liked it. Starts off with On the Counter, and it has a Toys... toys like, if you like Toys That Kill, you'll like mm-hmm. this album. It has a Toys That Kill sound, garage punk, uh, punk setup... More guitar and drums are the star of the, the, the song. Kind of that 70s punk sound. Uh, one of my favorite songs, The Garter Snakes. It's a really cool, yeah. fun song. Hey, who let the garter snakes in here? Pretty much yeah. just like mm-hmm. the, all the lyrics. The real cool guitar riffs. Very lo-fi garage sound. Claws Breakdown. 70s sound. Nice heavy guitar riff. It kind of reminds me of uh, the band Off. 
when the chorus hits a little bit, just something mm-hmm. that, that Keith Morris would do. Yeah, we're going to fail. Kind of, this is the first time it was like slightly political and I could feel Mike Watts. Uh, he sings a little bit in it, but I could feel kind of his part in the band or whatever. Yeah. Making it all settle down. That has a, like a lot of, it's a different sound than most of the songs on the album. It's straight 70s, like punk and slash rock. It's not as lo-fi. There's like this kind of cool solo guitar gri- um, riff. And it's a little heavier, and it's more Mike Watt coming out. Yeah. Kami Clara was really cool. It has this London Calling riff oh, throughout the song. Right. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea lyrically what it's about. I read the lyrics, and mm-hmm. all like, lyrics of plastic and German stuff. Yeah, I really like this album. It was very much a, yeah, like you said, it reminded me of like a throwback album. Yeah. Um, it's So I'm listening to um, Matador reissued the first Raincoats album. I'm oh, cool. about the Raincoats. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the album that has um, it has a weird like cover of Lola okay. with the Kinks on it. That's odd because I was just listening to Lola all yeah. the way over here. This reminded me a lot of that. Okay. I could see, yeah, yeah. Kami Clara was my favorite song. Yeah, it's a it really remind good me song. of a Clash song. Make it all settle down. I loved every song. This is a really good album. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, it's it, for me. It's like fans of the garage lo-fi punk. If like, I really like Toys That Kill, it kind of was more garage punk than that. It was a very interesting collaboration with Mike Watt. Like you can tell the songs where he had more of an um, a, not a say, but a, r- writing the the song, and it kind of has that more like seventies punk influ- infused garage rock. And I thought it was fun from the start to finish. And I'm excited to see the four other installments yeah. that they want to do. I just thought it was really cool, and I dig it. I liked it as well. So that is the Jump Started Plow Hard oh. Round One. Mm-hmm. Finny. So, Olivia Jean. Yes. Night Owl is the album. Woohoo! And of course, Night Owls are spooky this time of year. Yes, they are. This is her second solo album. I did not know it was on Third Man Records, and, and it totally made I would sense. Say, Third Man Records, and literally, I could stop the review there, and you would literally know everything. You need to know. Well, I got new noise, new noise magazine. Uh-huh. It's actually really good. They have a lot of new, like, good articles and mm-hmm. about stuff coming out. Anyway, there was an ad that had Olivia Jean, and then I saw Third Man Records. Yeah. I was like, oh, so, yeah, it's like, yeah, this, Olivia sense. Jean is, for lack Olivia of a better Jean. word, um, Jack White's wet dream. <laughs> Super cool. I liked it. Super a cool. I really liked it. So she was in a band, or may still be in a band called the Black Bells. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. So I don't that. know if the Black like, Bells no, is still active or not. So yeah, so yeah, she's uh, lead singer of the Black Bells. I may, I don't know if I ever reviewed that. You, I don't know, right. maybe. Yeah, I have it on my iPod, but, um, maybe not, because I think it's like when I went to Nashville, and I don't think we've been doing the, yeah. the podcast that long, so. As I've been to the third man records. Yeah. Yeah. It's also funny, so the Black Bells, their drummer is a woman named Shelby Lynn. There's also a country star named Shelby Lynn. And I didn't. I was like, "Oh, is that the same person?" It is definitely not the same. I didn't person. think so. Yeah, but no, um, they were kind of young from the, the yeah, cover. They were, yeah, they were. They were pretty young. I think Olivia Dean's twenty nine. I was gonna say they're probably in their late. Yeah, this 20s. is her second solo album, and she is a multi instrumentalist. And I believe at least on the first album, mm-hmm. she played all the instruments by herself. Oh, interesting. Uh, this one, it was hard to tell because there weren't. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. This album is essentially a love letter to surf rock. Yes. By her own admission, she loves mm-hmm. surfing. She wants to make a surf album. And you can tell that right out of the gate with Garage Bat, which is a straight up fucking moon doggy gidget dancing on the beach. 
um, to make us ska, the bad guys are going to get us. We have to have this big competition. Rock-a-hula-hula. The big crapola is coming. Yeah, the big crapola is coming. Kahuna. And that's it. It's swaggers in, and then this crashing, like, throbbing baseline starts. And it is very much, it is the quintessential surf rock stuff, like everything that surf rock is supposed to be, which is musically representing what surfing is. Yes. That would be this. Very catchy. And at first I was like, this is going to be all the same, and it wasn't. It is very different. Yeah. Now, before I continue, not one, but two covers on this album. No. And I will tell you which ones, because I was surprised. Uh, more surprised by one than the other. Um, one, uh, one I knew was a cover of. I, um, I don't remember which song because right. I didn't write anything down. All right, you'll have to tell me. All right, so when we get there, we'll talk about it. Okay. And this, this will be by process of elimination. You mm-hmm. might get it. All things surf rock, but it represents many different kinds of surf rock. Mm-hmm. So, like something like um, Garage Band is very straight. With Night Owl, the title track, mm-hmm. it's a lot more reminiscent of sort of '60s girl group. I used to be Lonely would be another example of that. Um, not as surfy. You got a little surf noir in there, a la Lelou's. Yeah. Shut Your Mouth, Tsunami Sue, which is very groovy, which I love. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the song. I like when you say it, I'll know. Rhinestone, which remind me of Blondie. Oh, yes, yes, um, definitely. The Hunt, very pop rocky, something like the Dolly Rots or Go Betty Go yeah, do. Yes, it reminded um, me a lot of the Dolly Rots at times. Um, one of my favorite songs, Siren's Call. Wasn't that B-52s with the uh, the way the uh, the layered vocals and the sort of... I didn't take the episodes. I really like this album. It was very hard for me to review. Yeah. And um, then there was a lot of songs, too. I didn't listen to it all the way through. Mm-hmm. I was listening while I was working mm-hmm. out, and I'm like, this is yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hunt, which is another pop song, is sort of about a woman on the prowl for male flesh, for ding-dongs. Ooh, ding-dongs. Ding-dongs, probably. They like those snack cakes. <laughs> yes, yeah, snack cakes. Perfume has this like very odd, strong metal opening. Okay. And then brings us to the two covers. So the one is Yan Prehachan Ho. Which, no, I did not Which is that. based on an Indian song, which is an Indian song. Huh. Which is sort of most famous for being the song Ina dances to in the beginning of Ghost World. So, that, and then of course the other one that was a cover that I was surprised, which was a bit disappointing to me, was Brush Fire yeah. by the Flaming Groovies. Because I was like, this song's awesome because he sounds exactly like Janis Joplin. Yeah, that was a really, that was probably my favorite song, I believe. I thought there was another cover. There might have been another cover. There are no like actual credits on yeah, the back. Yeah, I want to say so. there was something else, but uh, I'd have to get back to you. Yeah, it's really good, like different. There's enough variation in there that if you. Sort of get these well, the theme that there's a lot of like surf inspired yeah. stuff musically. It's sort of very much kind of like indie rock folky goth. Yeah. She lives in Tennessee. She was born in Detroit. The Detroit rock thing is heavy in her. Yeah, definitely. A little more produced and full than I would like for this kind of music, but that's more personal preference than anything. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but it's really good. I'm not going to vomit you. <laughs> I got the hiccups. Hiccups for me. Did, those did my eyes start around in terror? Yeah, yeah, you did. Like, oh, I was like, this is gonna be a really spooky Halloween. Spooky! Oh, the ghost of of three hours ago dinner. <laughs> uh, I don't think I sent you this one. Uh, Cross keys. Nope. Savior. Uh, Saviors. Sorry, came out October 2019 on Hellminded Records. They were out of Philadelphia. Uh, they're punk, melodic, hardcore, pop punk, and this is their fourth release. I don't think they 
have any full length out. I'm not sure, but it just came out. Um, I've seen them play before and it kind of just popped up and I ordered the record and I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to review it real yeah. quick. I think there's only like six to eight songs. Mm -hmm. The band has a, has a lot of Phil, obviously from Philadelphia. So, you know, there were a bunch of recycled people yeah. in bands. Uh, the vocalist who's got an actual, like a very uh, distinct voice. It's different is Joshua Alvarez He's from Halo of Snakes, if you've ever heard of that before. I believe yeah. I've heard it. Like, yeah. I remember seeing it, I think, at um, Repo Records mm -hmm. back in the day. Um, and then there's Bo Brendley. I didn't really write this that well. Bradley. Um, and he was in The Curse, Kill the Man Who Questions, Rambo. And then um, Dave W. was in Kid Dynamite and Good Riddance. Like, I could hear some Kid Dynamite in this. I, I like it. It's different. It's not, it's not hard at all. It's more, I would say, on the pop punk side. And it starts out with Times of Grace, and it has that like 90s emo pop punk feel about it, like a Westchester sound, like West End or something like yeah. that, plow back in the day. Also reminds me a little bit of Lifetime, because I've been listening to more Lifetime lately. True to You is a really good song on there, kind of more of that same sound and about a, about a breakup. Another good song, Everything Breaks, very catchy, lots of, but it works, it works well. RJA, I don't know what it stands for. Same, you know, genre, or not genre, uh, style going through there. And the guitars remind me of something out of like an Alkaline Trio um, album. 1212 actually has more of like an indie feel than like a punk feel. And uh, Saviors is the last song on the album. It's very catchy, more emo, pop punk, melodic punk, whatever. And if you're fans musically of Alkaline Trio, it reminds me a little bit of Iron Sheik, Lifetime, like a tiny bit of Lawrence Arms musically. You probably like this. It has a different, as I said, um, Josh has a different vocal sound. It's kind of like gives it a fresh feel to it. Lyrics are emotional and personal. I like it. It just it reminded me like of, of punk I listened to when I was going to Westchester, like mm -hmm. like Fracture and stuff like that, my yeah. early seven inches. It's fun and it's different. Most of the air quotes pop punk out there. And I saw them live and I thought they were really yeah. good. So it's, it's, worth, it's worth a listen if that's up your alley. Wow. But yeah, I just wanted to mention it a little bit because... Um, Give them a little love because they're yeah. from Philly and uh, they're good. Mm. Crossed Keys. What do you have? The moment I've been waiting for. Ooh. Me pooping myself. <laughs> Starcrawler, Devour You. Yay! Second album. Rough Trade Records. Yep. Probably the most amazing album I've listened to this year. Cool. Right off the bat, I'll say... My we're, one minor, we're playing right now. <laughs> yeah, we're playing this very Boot moment. Saddle. In my bathroom. Yes. So I have one, my one my minor criti my one minor criticism of the last Starcrawler album was it felt like more of a collection than songs than a cohesive album. Yes. They fixed that problem with this album, which is a bit ironic because they have a bigger disparity yeah. in song styles. I, I feel like they um just found their sound and like ran with it. Yeah. And I, I like that, you know, that's mm -hmm. that's cool. Before we get into it, I ordered the special edition cover, which I'm holding before me, which is like this red vinyl pressed um, vinyl record. Record, and the cover, which is a, a crotch with a rose in the hoo ha, is scratched. Is snip. it a crotch though? Couldn't it just be a pillow or a butthole? I actually thought, oh, that's weird. It's a rose on a pillow. I literally thought that, <laughs> and then I like had. I put it up on my Instagram, and my brother commented, he's like, yeah, that's some cover. I was like, ew! <laughs> now, more importantly, so it's a scratch and sniff cover was the special edition. Pretty cool. Um, so it is. 
So Lou sniffed it. It doesn't no. smell anymore. No. So I got it. I got it. I opened it. The smell was so I strong. I can smell it now. I can smell it now. The whole apartment smelled strongly of that. <laughs> That's actually died down. Oh, God. And I'm catching more and more whiffs of it. Better than the other smell. Of roses. In, in your apartment. Isn't there those roses smell like doo-doo? Stink roses. Is it by, um... Oh, shit. Who is it? Uh, Stink roses? No, the one who, um... Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Uh, Outcast. Outcast. Well, they had a song about how roses grow in doo doo. Uh, I don't remember that. It song. does. Well, it's a song. Okay. It's probably playing under the bed right now. Okay. Um, anyway. Starcrawler. So Starcrawler. So once I got past the uh, devour the mind control Hugh. Yeah, Hugh devour Hugh. Hugh. Hugh Hemrick, who is David Sedaris's boyfriend. <laughs> it's a very oddly specific. It's hate weird. Track. It's such a weird. So go on, because I really like this record. It's awesome. So it, it gallops open with a very speedy Lizzie, which is about a bad girl who is also crazy and possibly undead. Mm. And that sort of gives you the theme of this album. Is it like Lizzie is, Borden? That's what I thought at first, but mm. not really. Um, Maybe it's Liz Fair? No, it's not. Unless Liz Fair is just evil. So sort of the two, like two themes of this album are, okay. we'll say, high school drama and insanity. Okay. Psychotic insanity. Which is good because it occurred to me that Elder Arrow to Wild, the the lead singer, is really like if you had a whole bunch of Barbie dolls and one day you woke up and found they'd all become mass murderers. <laughs> that's what that's what How old is she now? She's gotta be like 20, nineteen. Yeah, okay. She's not she's, she's yeah. Probably not far enough out of life experience to Read about things other than like this kind of high school drama, mm-hmm. but it's a good way. Like some band, like I feel like a lot of bands have done it. Uh, they do it really well. Mark says she sounds a lot like Shirley Manson on this album. Yeah, I, I think actually that's have what he said. Shirley Manson. I actually she reminded me a lot of Courtney Love. Mm, okay, go on. So after Lizzie, we we slide into "Bet My Brains," which is this very heavy power chord driven song. Love it. It's sort of like more reminiscent of what you felt like that 80s metal star crawler was going for. Although this is supposed to be a 90s album. The line, a broken toy that nobody wants. I love. I cannot, like, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but I'm not made of stone. I'm not made of stone. Home Alone. If I was, that was my shoes. Oh. Um, not the butthole. That's almost like breaking in no, my window. That's, that'd be hell. They have to be like the little vampire kid from the uh, Salem's Lot. <laughs> I guess. Hello, Billy. <laughs> I don't even know if that's from Salem's Lot. Anyway. So Home Alone is like, if I was like to explain to someone what 80s rock was like, mm-hmm. um, I would play him this song. And it has all like the 80s kind of L.A. Sleazo. Like the galloping guitars, the soaring solos that don't actually go anywhere. That are almost atonal. What sets this song apart mm-hmm. is it's about someone masturbating. Oh, really? There's a line about mm. the devil's handshake is what I need. And that's what, like, could I'm like, this is the song that it would have been like the throwaway song to me. Yeah. Like, I heard that. And actually I had to look it up. And then I was like, Starcrawler, you're too young for that dirty stuff. We have a couple um, country songs on this album. I thought it was very Southern rockish. A lot of it is, yeah. No More Pennies, uh, Born Asleep are both like straight up country songs. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Ending, which I think we did the single earlier this year, um, is sort of like a country rock inspired alt album or song. It reminded me of, and this is where I first realized that, oh, she sounds a lot like Courtney Love. Mm -hmm. Reminded me of Malibu. Okay. And I only mean, by the way, the good parts of being sounding like Courtney Love, not the crazy craziness and having uh, 
I don't know, other people write your albums. Having Kirk Cobain write your first album, and Billy, Billy Corgan write your second. As the legend goes, I yes. can neither confirm nor deny. Mm-hmm. Toy Teenager. It's like a punky song, you know, about someone who's like superficial and how they're just going to throw you away when you're older. Is that the, yeah, there was one song that Mark was like, yeah, it reminded me of uh, Lady Tron, They Only Want You When They're 17. Is that that? Yes, yeah, okay. Yes, okay. Yeah. He said um, not, you know, musically sounding like that, but just the lyrics. You Dig Yours. Very glammy, actually. She Gets Around is kind of sludgy. I like that song. I like that song. I like every song on this album. Yeah. I Don't Need You has um, some counter vocals with, what's his name? Mike uh, Cash, the the guitar player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like they do that a lot more. That's about a bad relationship that's kind of groovy. There's a line about, I only need you when you want a bone. And it's about basically yeah. two people who've grown apart but are still sort of locked into each other. Mm-hmm. Rich taste. You could say argue is along the lines of um, Toy Teenager. Try what Toy Teenager does when she grows up. She's a poor person who gets tries to get by on her looks, having a rich taste, being looking for sugar daddies, mm. but really being dirt poor herself. My favorite song of the album, Tank Top, is very speedy, almost rockabilly. Yeah, a bit yeah. like X. Yeah, I can um, definitely see yeah. that. And finally, Call Me a Baby. It is a surprisingly somber final song. Mm-hmm. It's with, a cool song. It's really with, good. With a special appearance of one of the local Girl Scout troops in L.A. doing the backing vocals. So, I love this album. It is somehow, even though it's more disparate than the last album, which was ultimately heavily influenced by Blizzard of Oz, mm-hmm. um, this one actually sounds like more cohesive. I wish they would have put... The Pet Cemetery cover on this one. Apparently it's yeah. on the Japanese import. Oh, that's weird. It's a weird... You ever read like the whole like how Japanese imports... I have, have actually. Yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting. I'm glad you said something about X because when Mark first played it for me, I that was one of the things that came into mind. Yeah. When X went through their kind of like... Mm-hmm. Kind of going over to country a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of the songs did remind me of that. But yeah, I thought that they had like this southern rock... Mm-hmm alt-girl feel to it yeah. and with with like some glam like some 70s new york just yeah. like thrown in there but i really liked it i thought it was good yeah, i really. i mark i listened to it like a few mm-hmm. weeks ago so it's not fresh in my mind yeah. and i don't remember where i wrote it down where when uh, i listened to it but yeah i liked when you said does, does mark make you he's like you have to leave the house woman so i can listen to again <laughs> no nah, you you know we'll listen to records sometimes together yeah, not yeah. not that often but uh how's victor like it i don't think he was listening to it uh, no yeah. He has no dope smoker. No, he mm. wants that for Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wants sleep dope smoker. For real. He'll be like, I believe it, yeah. Bum, bum. That's what he does. He'll yeah. be like, yeah. I have no doubt that it is true. <laughs> oh, poor kid. So me. Yeah. I have, I guess, it's Suo or S. U. O. Oh, it took me forever to find this fucking album. Yeah, I meant um. to... Resend it. You texted me and you're like, I'm going to do Suo. Yeah. So at first I was looking for a band called Do Suo, which is <laughs> like an Indian band. Were you like, and, what? Yeah. And even like, it, yeah, it took me forever to find this band. So go ahead. Continue. So I don't know if it's Suo or, Suo or S-U-O because it is Boy Toys Sarah Unlockton Oakner from Boy Toys Solo Project. So yes. I don't know if it's just her initials or it's Suo. I don't know. That would make sense, actually. Yeah. Huh. This album is called Dancing Spots and Dungeons, and it came out on Stolen Body Records. I think you have to look it up at by that Stolen Body Records. I did, yeah. yeah. And that came out uh, October of this year, 2010. One thing that I thought was pretty Wait, interesting. October, oh. 2019. 20, yeah, it's not 2010. 
Did I say 2010? Yeah. 2800. So they were probably like babies in <laughs> yes. 2010. 2019. Apologies. And one thing I found interesting when I looked at some of the notes on Bandcamp is, do you know who Nick Murray is? Is he... Did you just fart? No. <laughs> Nick Murray is one of the drummers for the OCs. Oh, really? Oh. Apparently he was drums on this. Oh, wow. For some oh, of nice. the songs yeah. or whatever. Mark highly recommend this, so I checked it out. She was saying some of her influence were Lou Reed, which I hear a lot of. Yeah. Grace Jones, Patti Smith, I hear the a lot Supremes, of. Brian Eno, and David Byrne. So the first song, Unsatisfied Love, which has a video too, it's pretty cool. It's like this catchy, cool, new wave synth rock band, and it reminds me a lot of either like Melinda Carlisle or Debbie yeah. Harry. I describe this, her solo stuff, as if Debbie Harry started doing like a Lou, like did Velvet Underground, yeah. just blend those two together. But it's really, really cool, and she's a really good voice. If you mm -hmm. like Boy Toy, you'll like this. Other than Boy Toy, I thought had that Holly Golightly feel yeah. sound to it. This just does not have mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, Whisper Love, really cool, uh, 70, like new, 70s New York art rock scene, mm -hmm. and that's when her vocals, I was like, wow, this really reminds me of Deborah Harry. Suffer, really cool song, guitar-driven rock, lyrics are pretty cool, it's about like just suffering for your art, or mm -hmm. if you don't suffer, you're not going to get your art. Um, Honey, I'm Down, really, really cool song, uh, 50 girl group inspired. Amy Winehouse yes. really came to mind. That's what Mark was like, yeah, listen to it, it reminds me of Amy Winehouse yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, um, it reminds me of like a 50s girl group inspired with the, uh, along with Velvet Underground. Mm -hmm. Apparently I read an article with her and, and she was saying how she was really into like 50s rebellion and like beehive hairdos yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this really mm -hmm. could see where the inspiration came from. Who's it going to be? More like 50s style girl group. That has an Amy Winehouse feel mm -hmm. too. Time Junkie. I hear a lot of early Blondie in that, like yeah. classic letters or just Blondie self-titled. I felt that was the one most like boy toy. I can see that. Funny seeing you here, kind of a simple, catchy 50s rock sound to it. Mr. Al, fucking amazing. Really cool song. Apparently what Mark told me, she she woke up and had this chorus in her head, like she had a nightmare, and that's what she based it off. And it's like this cool keyboard riff, this like glam 70s stripped down chorus, just super, super catchy. And Mr. Al's a petty. Oh. <laughs> He's a pedophile because he uh, goes to jail and gets arrested. Oh. Uh, Spell in the Night is a really, really cool song. And it almost reminds me of the Fondas a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's got this like cool, fuzzy glam 70s feel to it. Super cool, super catchy. To Get Through to You, I believe, is the last song on the album. And it's a, a little softer, more indie garage, almost folk mm -hmm. rock. Just a nice way to end the album. Um, I think it's really good. It's really cool. It's different. On her band camp, it says... I'm straight taking this from it. It's reminiscent and familiar, yet different and fresh. And I uh, totally yes. agree with that. It has this like 50s girl group. It's mm -hmm. glammy, New York art rock scene, blondie, velvet underground, and Motown girl groups. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so, I think it's a really solid, awesome release. The more I listen to it, the more I'm... I liked it a lot. I always listen to these albums before reading the comments. My impression was this. This is the best way I could describe it. Over This album reminds me of all the stuff... All the art rock stuff that came out after Bowie's yes, Berlin definitely. period. So like that's where you get like Brian Eno, yeah. Lou Reed, although Lou and Reed. And I think she um, even said that like she, I only could find a couple interviews with her. Mm -hmm. One was all written in German, so I couldn't. Yeah. And one was just like an interview saying like 10 things that she was really into that yeah. inspired her music. And I think it was like, she does straight talk about um, the uh, Bowie. So yeah, by and large, that's what it reminded me of. Suffer especially, so it's straight up, like if you told me it was a Patti Smith cover, I would not be, 
Hmm. So she did remind me a lot of Patti Smith. Like I said, a lot of that art rock stuff, like David Byrne, mm-hmm. um, so the Lou Reed stuff. Yeah. Just has that like 70s art rock yeah. sound to it, which is really cool and, and different. Yeah, so it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see her live. I think it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Her, she's out of Brooklyn. I don't know if I said that. Um, I know that from Boy Toy. I don't think yeah. you did. But... Yeah, Brooklyn. Then it's her solo album. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's really, really good. I dig mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So check it out. It is, what was the name of it again? Dancing Spots and Dungeons. Yes. Suo or S-U-O. Which has to be her initials. I would guess. Yeah. If I coincidence. She's like, oh, no, I just. Fuck that. So. No. Um, Dumbass. <laughs> so Cat Power had, like, her first album, I think, was Moonpex. Oh, okay. It's one of my favorite albums. She supposedly wrote that whole, like, she had a nightmare. Huh. Uh, and that she like wrote the album, or at least oh, wow. for the whole album, like in one week or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, another album came out, I forget the, the title, Restraining Order, this hardcore band out of Boston that kind of has that like slap shot, kind of a little, um, kind of like st- street punkish hardcore yeah. sound to it. It was really good, really short, but uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to that uh, Restraining oh. Order. It's a yeah. good album. I went back and listened to some of their other stuff while I was working out. Yeah. This is a lot of stuff. I'm trying to think yeah, of other... October last year was like an insane... Yeah. Like I got the Touche Amore 7-inch the other day. Deflector? Reflector? Something like that. So I listened to it a long time ago, but I finally got the, the 7-inch. Like Angel Olsen. I oh, finally way, was going through it last yeah. night. That's how long it took yeah. me. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. Um, I might actually do it next time. Cool. Well, I think Angel Olsen and Chelsea Wolf are in the exact same release yeah. schedule. Because I think last time with... Uh, Twin Fawn. Yeah. I think Angel Olsen had that album. I think it came out right by Phases. Is that what yeah. you came out? The yeah. last one? Yeah, so, I think they're like two weeks apart. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff came out. Like, mm-hmm. Escaping me right now, but just like a lot, yeah. Just, like you said, like Nick Cave. I actually ordered that on vinyl. It hasn't come yet. That's mm-hmm. why I haven't listened to it yet. So I read a couple books. Oh, did you? I did. I read Nosferatu, the Joe Hill Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Mm-hmm. I read um, Heart Shaped Box. I, I really liked. I never read his graphic novels, which Lock and Key, which Lock I Lock and Key is really I good. I heard they're really, really good. Uh, Horns is really good. I didn't read that. The movie is worth seeing. It's. Um, oh, that's what the. On Netflix, yeah. Is that the guy from Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize. I forget his name. Yeah. So anyway, Nosferatu, they, they, I think AMC had a short, or had a TV series about it. You wouldn't mm-hmm. know because you don't have cable. Yeah. Blew through the first like 200 pages. Super into it. Really mm-hmm. liked it. At times, remind me of The Stand. Uh, like, uh, yeah. just the way it was written and one character really remind me of the Trash Man. Or, um, who was the guy in Gunslinger? That was like always after the kid with the, the, the TikTok man, man. Oh, TikTok man. Yes, yeah. kind of remind me of him. And then it kind of slows down and then gets back into it. Like it picks back up. And I, it's just the ending kind of fizzled out for me. Like there's a bunch, there's some stuff that they kind of don't mm-hmm. talk more about. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm interested in see if you reread Like I, I it had really good mm-hmm. momentum and then I just yeah. felt like the end kind of was like a little bit of a slight letdown. They yeah. just didn't. You know what I say that? What? Like father, like son. <laughs> um, I would be very interested to read that one. Yeah, if yeah. you ever want to borrow. I, I got through it pretty quickly. But yeah, I just wasn't in love with the ending as much as they like put in detail the first however many pages. They kind of just left things. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. It was a really cool concept. And then... I picked up the Liz Fair book, oh. which is a memoir. It's called Horror Stories. Yeah. And it's just short stories about things in her life. Mm-hmm. I read the first three and I had to stop. Oh, really? The first one, it was about, I'm not ruining anything, but this is how it started off. 
it's she more or less is like, yeah, this is a book about stuff that you wish you could go back and change. Ooh. And you think about it. She's like, it's not like those major life things that happen. It's just those like things that you mm-hmm. see for five minutes. And then you kind of like ponder if you could have done something different. Yeah. And I was like, everyone yeah. has that. It's just kind of. Yeah. So anyway, the first one is her in college and she's at like a, a party and she goes in this bathroom and there's a girl totally passed out in a bathroom stall that shit herself. Oh. And everyone's like just pretending she's not there. And she's like, yeah, you know, if it would have been someone, this girl went to this party by herself because obviously she is, no one's like checking on mm-hmm. her. If she had a boyfriend or something, a boyfriend would be like, hey, can you check? If... Yeah. And like, if it was your friend, you'd be like, you know, helping her out, but mm-hmm. no one helped this girl. Yeah. And it was just kind of like the elephant in the room. And Ugh. she's like, the last thing I thought of was like, if she shit herself, she probably threw up as well, so she could have been dead. Oh. And that's the first short wow, story. That's interesting. Good for her and mom. I'm like, oh, this is I'm like I don't think I can read this. It's, yeah. It's, like not that it's that bad, but I'm like, this is like awful yeah. shit. I don't know if I can read it. So the next couple ones were like a little a little better, but mm-hmm. like awful. And then it did get it's not as uh, heavy. Alright. I, I I'm on my I think I got like almost halfway through uh, and the first couple I was just like oh my god I don't know like I'm trying to be positive here <laughs> in a good wow. mindset but it's it's pretty good and you you learn a lot about Liz Fair hmm. um she's an interesting person are there any songs about her using her mind control powers no she talks about fucking run a little bit and how oh. it's about fucking run but there's also an underlying like kind of message to uh. it about like just not wanting to get personal. As soon as you kind of get personal with someone, you kind of feel uncomfortable and you yeah. just have to get the fuck out of them. And run. Yes. And I was like, ooh, Liz. She's just a, actually a very interesting person. Yeah. So if you ever want to, when you when I'm done it, you can borrow it if you All want. Oh, sure. So yeah, those are the books mm-hmm. I read. Mm. I've seen a couple of movies of note. Yes. One. Uh, Dolomite my, is my Never name. Never saw it. Well, no, this is the, the biopic starring Eddie Murphy. Okay. So it came out like yesterday or two days ago or something so like that. So I did not see it. So I watched it. Someone comes back to the screen after essentially being off for 10 yeah. years or whatever. Could go one way or could go the other. Which way did it go? Watched it. Then you know you can rate it. Five stars. Oh, I good. Put, I really liked it. It was cool, really cool. good. I mean, he's doing... He's in that sweet spot of like characters he does when he does. So he's doing the character of Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. And they're making Dolomite. Wesley Snipes in it. Oh, cool. It's Simon Phoenix. Yeah, Simon <laughs> Phoenix. He's wearing his like weird suspenders and all that. He does a murder death gal. Oh. Don't puke. I'm not going to puke. I'm just like gassy. Peanut burp. Okay. Yeah, peanut burp. The spark. other song... Or, uh, ah! The other movie I saw... Okay. The Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Joker. I did not see that yet. I saw yeah. a movie today, too. I forgot. To oh, alright. Go ahead. The Joker is a movie about... Bloggers who wanted to hate a movie so bad, they just fed into a whole bunch of hype that none of which turned out to be true. So um, did you like it? It was a very good performance in a okay movie. It's okay. really like, to watch Joaquin Phoenix just do the Joker, it's really good. People compare it to either Taxi Driver or The King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, both those things are kind of true, but it's good. It's decent. Oh, I want so, to check it out eventually. So without spoilers, yeah. I saw the Adams Family today. Oh yeah, how's that? Eh. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah. It had a really good cast, like of voices. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Oh. Sharice yeah. Theron. Oh. Chloe Moraz Grace. Grace Moraz. Yes. Yeah. Um, Moraz. 
a bunch of people. Bette Midler. And oh. it was just kind of blah. Like, mm-hmm. it was okay. Like, Victor liked it. He got a little bored in spots. Yeah. Um, but it was okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I just thought it would have been a little better. Yeah. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. So that, I, that's what I did today. Oh, I you saw need to those expectations a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Eh, I, wasn't, I really wasn't expecting anything, but I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this is this is really mm-hmm. generic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, as long as the kids mm-hmm. like it. What else? What I'm trying to think what else. Um, um, should we talk about our topic? Yes, let's talk about our topic. That's a good idea. So we had a We're only 50 minutes in. <laughs> we had a topic this week, and um, I posted it once, and then I forgot about it earlier today. Yeah. So it was, who is the most scariest front person? Yes. Because it's a spooky Halloween topic. Spooky Halloween! So we had a couple people. We had Nick Crowley say Michael Graves. Dave Mooney said Rob Zombie. Um Jake Martinez said King Diamond. Yep, that's uh, my your brother, I, I've seen this Ty Seagal and the Muggers. It, it's the creepiest thing with the baby mask. Did oh, you really? watch that? No. Yeah. When I had uh, Anatomy and Physiology, my professor was loved Ty Seagal. And he's like, watch this video. Mm-hmm. And he showed it to me and like the big baby. There's like, it, oh. it's creepy. Yeah. So we only had a couple yeah. uh, people. Um, Mark said Marilyn Manson. Because he said, because uh, I said, I think my top, my post was, um, I'm going to see a lot of Glenn Danzig, and he's mm-hmm. a guy, and Mark said, oh, I'm surprised you didn't say Glenn Danzig mm-hmm. and Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And I said, oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm. So who do you have? I have a few. Okay. Uh, Tobias Forge, lead singer of Ghost. Oh, a go- guy from Ghost. Yeah, guy from Ghost. <laughs> I had to look up his name. Varg Vikernes, Vikerns from Burzen. <laughs> I said that too. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. So Varg, who's that? He's um, he was a guy. He was burning down churches, and then he murdered some dude. Mm. He's in that Norwegian black metal scene. He did 15 years in jail. Oh, okay. So he's got to be scary. I'm sure. How about the the dude from Guar? I don't know. His name. I can't remember his name. Guar guy. Arrow to Wild because she is so disturbing to watch. Mm. Not the scariest. I'm um, scary. Um, a different kind of scary. Nick Cave. Looks is so intense that he looks like he'd just yell at you and kick you out because he's he looks very You know who else is like that? Female? Lydia Lunch. Like I'd be afraid of Lydia Lunch. That's how it is, yeah. Yeah. I have one person. Do you want to is it this person? No. All right. And then we'll say that person. Gigi Allen. Yeah, Gigi (laughs) Allen, yeah. Gigi Uh, Allen, definitely. mm -hmm. But yes, that was my joke one, but I forgot about it. And of course the scariest person in rock? Gary Gary Glitter. (laughs) Especially if you're a young Thai boy. Yeah. But if I had to choose one, I would actually go with the king, King Diamond. I would say Gigi Allen because he would poop. He likes There was um, a... Oh, God, who was talking about him? I was, read, I was listening to an interview with... I think someone from L7 or one of those like uh, female alt-rock groups from like the early 90s. Yeah. And she was talking and she's like, oh, how bad can Gigi Allen be? Like, this uh-huh. is bullshit. Yeah. And he was in the girls' bathroom like eating people's shit and mm-hmm. she's like, ugh. What a fucking poser. Yeah. So she goes in there and she's like, I have to pee, get out. And he's like, shit on me. And she's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, "Are you? do you have your period? Can I have your tampon? And she was just like so yeah. skeeved out. Ugh. And she was just like, I gotta go yeah. now. <laughs> mm. uh. That's Gigi Allen. Yeah. I think that dude was a little nutso. Yeah. Is yeah. he a relative of yours? He is. Uncle Gigi? He's not like, that's who Darby Allen from uh, AEW named oh. himself after Darby Crash. Yeah. And Gigi Allen, if you oh. did not know that. I knew They interviewed not. him on um, Turned Out a Punk, actually. So yeah, that is um, That's it. stuff. A quick, yeah. Yeah. Next one, I think we'll have a topic again. Oh, should it be a sexy It'll topic? It'll be a very sexy topic. Yeah. And that might be our anniversary episode, or we might get one in between. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think we might get... Probably at least Two one or three out? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. 
to so. the end of the year. We've got to start putting out our end of the year comp soon. Yeah, yeah. Be interesting. So all you girl ghouls. Ghouls and girls. Have a happy Halloween and have a horrifying Halloween. That's my babies. Those are my babies. You have anything else to say? No, I don't. Me neither. Alright, later. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby dooby doo. Where are you? We need some help from you now. Yoinks! We have to record this podcast in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's see who the ghost of the haunted podcast really is. Great kitty. This is the genuine but the genius that you made up. <laughs> that worked out like shit.